0: One's trouble. I could see
1: as we begin our narrative from the New Testament, we'll be reading from the book of Revelation, chapter 18, verses 1 through 24. Well, this chapter shows the complete destruction of Babylon, John's metaphorical name for the evil world power and all it represents. Everything that tries to block God's purposes will come to a violent end. Merchants in the Roman Empire grew rich by exploiting the sinful pleasures of their society. Many business people today do the same thing. Not much has changed. Businesses and governments are often based on greed, money, and power. Many bright individuals are tempted to take advantage of an evil system to enrich themselves. Christians are warned to stay free from the lure of money, status, and the good life, so-called. We're to live according to the values Christ exemplified. Service, giving, self-sacrifice— obedience and truth. Now, The people of Babylon, of course, represent the world as it is today. The people of Babylon had lived in luxury and pleasure. The city boasted, I am queen on my throne. I have no reason to mourn. Though the powerful, wealthy people of this world are susceptible to this same attitude, the person who is financially comfortable often feels invulnerable, secure, and in control, feeling no need for God or anyone else. This kind of attitude defies God, and His judgment against it is harsh. We're told to avoid Babylon's sins. Listen, if you're financially secure, don't become complacent and deluded by the myth of self-sufficiency, because that's exactly what it is, my friend, a myth. Use your resources to help others and advance God's kingdom. Now, those who are tied to the world's system will lose everything when it collapses, what they have worked for a lifetime to build up will be destroyed in one hour, as some of these people in the stock market. Those who work only for material rewards will have nothing when they die, or when their possessions are destroyed. What can we take with us to the new earth, Well, our faith, our Christian character, and our relationships with other believers? These are more important than any amount of money, power, or pleasure. The merchants will mourn because Babylon, the greatest customer for uh, their goods, will be gone. The sea captains will no longer have anywhere to bring their goods because the merchants will have nowhere to sell them. The fall of the evil world system affects all who enjoyed and depended on it. No one will remain unaffected by Babylon's fall. All right, let's uh, read all about it now here in the New Testament. December 27th. THE NEW TESTAMENT, REVELATION CHAPTER 18, VERSES 1-24 through After all this, I, John, saw another angel come down from heaven with great authority, and the earth grew bright with his splendor. He gave a mighty shout, Babylon has fallen, that great city has fallen. She has become a home for demons. She is a hideout for every foul spirit, a hideout for every foul vulture. And every foul and dreadful animal. For all the nations have fallen because of the wine of her passionate immorality. The kings of the world have committed adultery with her because of her desires for extravagant luxury. The merchants of the world have grown rich. Then I heard another voice calling from heaven Come away from her, my people. Do not take part in her sins, or you will be punished with her. For her sins, Her pile as high as heaven, and God remembers her evil deeds. Do to her as she has done to others, double her penalty for all her evil deeds. She brewed a cup of terror for others, so brew twice as much for her. She glorified herself and lived in luxury, so match it now with torment and sorrow. She boasted in her heart, I am queen on my throne, I am no helpless widow and I have no reason to mourn. Therefore, these plagues will overtake her in a single day, death and mourning and famine. She will be completely consumed by fire, for the Lord God who judges her is mighty. And the kings of the world who committed adultery with her and enjoyed her great luxury will mourn for her as they see the smoke rising from her charred remains. They will stand at a distance terrified by her great torment. They will cry out, How terrible, how terrible for you, O Babylon, you great city! In a single moment God's judgment came on you. The merchants of the world will weep and mourn for her, for there is no one left to buy their goods. She bought great quantities of gold, silver, jewels, and pearls, fine linen, purple, silk, and scarlet cloth. "'Things made of fragrant fine wood, ivory goods, and objects made of expensive wood, and bronze, iron, and marble. "'She also bought cinnamon, spice, incense, myrrh, frankincense, wine, olive oil, fine flour, wheat, cattle, sheep, horses, chariots, and bodies, that is, human slaves. "'The fancy things you loved so much are gone,' they cry.' All your luxuries and splendor are gone forever, never to be yours again. The merchants who became wealthy by selling her these things will stand at a distance terrified by her great torment. They will weep and cry out, How terrible, how terrible for that great city! She was clothed in finest purple and scarlet linens, decked out with gold and precious stones and pearls. In a single moment, all the wealth of the city is gone. And all the captains of the merchant ships and their passengers and sailors and crews will stand at a distance. They will cry out as they watch the smoke ascend. And they will say, Where is there another great city as great as this? And they will weep and throw dust on their heads to show their grief. And they will cry out, How terrible! How terrible for that great city! The shipowners became wealthy by transporting her great wealth on the seas. In a single moment, it is all gone. Rejoice over her fate, O heaven, and people of God, and apostles and prophets, for at last God has judged her for your sakes. Then a mighty angel picked up a boulder the size of a huge millstone. He threw it into the ocean and shouted, Just like this, the great city of Babylon will be thrown down with violence and will never be found again. The sound of harps, singers, flutes, and trumpets will never be heard in you again. No craftsmen and no trades will ever be found in you again. The sound of the mill will never be heard in you again. The light of a lamp will never shine in you again. The happy voices of brides and grooms will never be heard in you again. For your merchants were the greatest in the world, and you deceived the nations with your sorceries. In your streets flow the blood of the prophets and of God's holy people, and the blood of people slaughtered all over the world. Psalm 146, verses 1 through 10. Well, these uh, last five Psalms overflow with praise. Each begins and ends with, Praise the Lord! They show us where, why, and how to praise God. What does praise do? Well, several things. Number one, praise takes our mind off our problems and shortcomings and helps us focus on God. Number two, praise leads us from individual meditation to corporate worship. Number three, praise causes us to consider and appreciate God's character. Four, praise lifts our perspective from the earthly to the heavenly. And number five, praise prepares our hearts to receive God's love and the power of His Holy Spirit. Well, the writer portrays powerful people as inadequate saviors, making false promises they cannot deliver. God is the hope and the help of the needy. Jesus affirms his concern for the poor and afflicted over in uh, Luke in the uh, New Testament. He does not separate the physical needs from spiritual needs, but attends to both. While God, not the government, is the hope of the needy, we are his instruments to help here on earth. God's plans frustrate the plans of the wicked because his values are the opposite of society's. Jesus turned society's values upside down when he proclaimed that many who seem to be the greatest now will be the least important then, and those who are considered least important now will be the greatest then. So if you try to hang on to your life, you're going to lose it, as it says in Matthew 19.30. But if you give up your life for my sake, you'll save it. And then Matthew chapter 16 verse 25. Don't be surprised when others don't understand your Christian values, but don't give in to theirs. Psalm 146 verses 1 through 10. Praise the Lord. Let all that I am praise the Lord. I will praise the Lord as long as I live. I will sing praises to my God with my dying breath. Don't put your confidence in powerful people. There is no help for you there. When they breathe their last, they return to the earth, and all their plans die with them. But joyful are those who have the God of Israel as their helper, whose hope is in the Lord their God. He made heaven and earth, the sea, and everything in them. He keeps every promise forever. He gives justice to the oppressed and food to the hungry. The Lord frees the prisoners. The Lord opens the eyes of the blind. The Lord lifts up those who are weighed down. The Lord loves the godly. The Lord protects the foreigners among us. He cares for the orphans and widows, but He frustrates the plans of the wicked. The Lord will reign forever. He will be your God, O Jerusalem, throughout the generations. Praise the Lord. Proverbs chapter 30. Verse 33 as the beating of cream yields butter and striking the nose causes bleeding, so stirring up anger causes quarrels.
2: Think you're like what I've heard The tender whisper of love in the dead of night And you tell me that you're pleased And that I'm never alone You're a good, good father